you damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Monday. Hope things are getting back to normal for you. But for those of you that still have no power and are still working through it, we are thinking about you today. We are also thinking about all those people dealing with the tree branches and the limbs and the cars that have been hit and the houses that have been hit, all the electric uh, electricians out there, people working for the electric companies, people trying to get the power back on. We are certainly thinking of you today on this Monday. It's also the beginning of Super Bowl week, and the Longhorns have a big Monday affair at the Fog tonight. Plus, we have some big deals going down in the Dallas area we've got to talk about. It's Chad and Zay on this Monday. I'm Chad Hastings, joined, as always, by Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? Chad, what's good, Mass fan? Power back. Man. Better than ever. Not sure how to feel. I need you to help me. <laughs> I need you to help me. I'm good, man. I'm good. Oh, got to figure out how to process this information. Uh, we have a lot of stuff for you today. Coming up at 1230, Zay's going to dig into that Texas basketball team. A huge comeback victory at the Octagon of Doom. Gets them no worse than a split. In that crazy four-game stretch we were talking about, can they make it 3-1 and one with a win at Kansas tonight? Zay will dig into that coming up at 12.30. We've got our normal visit with Joe Cook of Inside Texas at 105. We'll get you the flex segment later. Coming up in the crap bag, we'll talk about the NFL Pro Bowl games. Did you watch? Did you like it? Were you entertained? Do you think this is going to continue in the future? But... Zay, I think we do need to start in Big D. It's rare that the Dallas Cowboys could name a major member of their coaching staff and be the second biggest story in Dallas. But that's what happened. Because yesterday, geez, it was as I'm watching the Pro Bowl stuff is where I first saw it. That Kyrie Irving, we told you late last week that Kyrie Irving, Zay broke the story right here. Well, Zay didn't break it. Zay broke it for all of you when he saw it from the Woj bomb that Kyrie Irving had requested a trade. We're thinking, oh, Lord, here we go. And they had to figure this out by what, this Thursday? Yeah, Thursday's the deadline. Is that what it was? So then I see it flash across the screen, and I swear I paused it to read it three times. When I saw Kyrie Irving, Nets agree to trade Kyrie Irving to the, and I thought I was going to see any other word but Mavericks. And I saw, like, ma- does that say Mavericks? Oh, my God. So Kyrie Irving is going to be a Dallas Maverick. Before I react, Zay, as a fan, give me your basketball expert thoughts here, all sides of it. What do you tell us Mavs fans today? Um, It's going to be a fun three months, and after that, who knows, because – it's going to be a trial run, you know. They don't have they have the ability to sign him for a long term deal because he'll be a free agent this summer. So I, it depends on how him and Luca mesh together and how they look in the playoffs, which will determine if Mark Cuban's going to be willing to sign him or not. I mean, if you're Kyrie Irving, you're looking for a long time deal because he himself knows that he could be a loose cannon and he could just leave at any time. So he's going to want some guaranteed money. He's going to want some money for years to come. If you're any owner in the NBA, hell no. With your track record, Kyrie, we can't do that. And that's what the Nets were, right? The Nets just basically said no to a long-term deal. Yeah. 
Okay. They're like, you're just too much of a loose cannon. You're not getting any younger. You're now entering your 30s. So you've been injury prone kind of throughout your career. You've wanted out of three different franchises. You didn't want to play with LeBron James. Like that, that's insane. I get wanting to play with Kevin Durant. You don't want to play with LeBron James. You're getting you're yeah. too prideful to play with LeBron just because people in media who are stupid are asking you questions like, is LeBron like a father figure to you? And Kyrie being as egotistical he is, he loses it. When stuff like that said, because he's very close with his dad, you know, his mom passed away real young. So he, you know, he's like, I only have one father. So after that moment for me, it was like, uh-oh. He started looking at LeBron different. LeBron started saying some weird things, like I'll calling them kid and stuff. Don't mm. call them kid. Yeah. I want to give I want to hand the kid the keys. And like Kyrie's over, I ain't no kid, dog. I'm right. a grown ass man. They won a title together. Yeah. Kyrie hit the biggest shot in the series, and they still couldn't get along. Yeah, yeah. I'm I could do this without you. Goes to the Celtics. <laughs> Completely disrespects their franchise. Like, this is the Boston Celtics. Red Arback, Larry Bird, all the titles, Bill Russell, etc. Completely disrespects the franchise. Tells them that he's going to stay. I'm going to sign a long-term contract with some weird little ceremony thing that they had at the Garden at the time. And then leaves. Leaves that. Doesn't like that situation. Like, Jason, think about him right now with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown with how good they've got they they be winning titles. So you don't want to play with LeBron. Then you don't want to play with two of the best players in the league right now who are dominating the East, like sitting that first. You don't want to play with these guys. You don't see the talent in them. Okay, fine. Go to Brooklyn. Play with Kevin Durant now. You're tired of playing with KD. You can't play with James Harden. With James Harden, say what you want about him. When he's healthy and clicking, he's pretty damn good. One of the 75 players of all time got put in there last year. Kyrie, you didn't make that list. So you, your ego's getting in the way of this. Now Ben Simmons comes along. I kind of get why you don't want to play with Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. I get that. It's, you know, it's tough probably coming in and watching Ben Simmons, air quotes, work on his game. <laughs> And then not put that on the court. And Kyrie, you know, he's a basketball savant. I know he's a little nuts, but he does love the game, and he works on it to the T as skilled as any point guard we've seen come into the league. So he's looking at Ben Simmons not work on this game. He goes home and looks at his phone, sees Ben Simmons walking down uh, 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 Times Square with uh, some type of big-time celebrity chick. Big type celebrity supers. I don't even know her name. He just that's Ben Simmons though. Mm. He's gonna be with a top tier girl. He ain't gonna be with no you know high school sweetheart or maybe a girl that he met in Baton Rouge. Nah, that ain't Ben Simmons. He gonna be with women like a Kendall Jenner or you know Emily Rodrakowski, whatever her name is. He gonna be with those type of women. Mm-hmm. So you're not working on your game yet. You doing this. And yet you could be one of the best players in the league if you did work on your game like KD and I. You know, that's just Kyrie. He can't take it. He just can't. He can't take that stuff. So now with this Dallas Mavericks situation, offensively, they're going to be great. But you can't hide Luka and him. When you play with LeBron, LeBron did a lot on defense where Kyrie, he's not the best defender. He plays hard, but he can get exposed in the playoffs depending on the matchup. So can Luka. The good thing is offensively you can get the ball out of Luka's hands and Luka could go post up and stuff and, you know, tug on his shorts and let Kyrie go get buckets and you could play them. One of them's going to be in the game at all times. 
and then they can play together. So Jason Kidd's going to have to, you know, feel those minutes out. But again, Kyrie could go AWOL any minute. You just mm. never know. It certainly could help them address the Luka fatigue issue. That's what you hope on the offensive end. By the way, if you missed the full deal, Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris come to the Mavs. A little bit of... Uh, yeah, he'll do some dirty stuff. Yeah, still, that's what you need. Still some low post presence there. He'll, hit, some, he'll hit some threes, and then if you come across the lane, he'll elbow you in your jaw, and you need that sometimes. And the Mavs need physicality. They need that. At yeah. times, yeah. Yeah, he ain't no punk. Going the other way, Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, a first and two second round picks ultimately go to Brooklyn. What do you tell Mavs fans about losing Finney-Smith and Dinwiddie? Anything to worry about? Be concerned about? I mean... I, you weren't going to get it done with those guys. You weren't. So this making a move, it's cool and all. Is this the right move? I don't think so, just because Kyrie, you just can't rely on Kyrie Irving. Right. You cannot do that. But he, he is better than Dorian Finley-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie, along with, you know, if you have Christian Wood and Luka there, I'd take Kyrie over all those guys. We don't know what the 2029 pick's going to be. That kid's in the seventh grade right now. <laughs> Like we, <laughs> we know that kid's right there's, now. There's no need for you to do the math. Yo, there's no kid, need to do math. That kid right now ain't listening to his teacher, eating hot Cheetos in class, about to skip it. Could probably dunk though. Yeah, that's where that kid is. So I, uh, you know, you can't look at it until that happens. But yeah, man, it, it's fun. Like you said, this is what you love about the NBA. This is what I love about the NBA. Mavs tickets. Everybody's. Uh, that's going to be a hot ticket in the D. Can you imagine? Those those games, just the show of it all, it's going to be incredible. So now instead of Luka having to produce like a 50-point triple-double, it's going to have to be those two guys probably need to produce, what, 60-65 a night for sure? Damn. Like, is it that much? I mean, yeah. What do they need to give you? That uh, yeah, sixty five, right? sixty five a night. That, they gonna give up. They could give up seventy. So that's sixty five. They could and, give up seventy. And what is Jason Kidd thinking today? He's the guy who gave the big speech not long ago about yeah, Luca's Luca, and we're gonna score like one twenty, one thirty, but we're gonna give up one fifty some <laughs> nights. Did you see how we played defense? We just, my God, they shot whoever they were that night. Was it was it Sacramento? Somebody shot like fifty two percent from the floor. Yeah, I'll sleep them. on Sacramento. Sacramento is nice this year. Yeah, I think it, I think it was the Kings that yeah. shot fifty two, fifty three percent against them, fifty seven percent, whatever it was. It's gonna be weird to see Luca playing off the ball because we've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. He hasn't played off the ball really since playing overseas with Slovenia and playing with Gordon Dragic. Like that's the last time I seen him play off the ball. Because Gordon Dragic was so good, you know, when Luka was just 18. Gordon Dragic was the, I don't want to say he's the best player, but he was the guy you gave the ball to at the end of the game because he was still in that, you know, borderline all-star mode. And, you know, Luka did a good job playing off the ball then, but the NBA game's different than the overseas game. How will he and Kyrie mesh that way? Like, that's where I'm saying, like, if I'm Jason Kidd, Luka, you're in the post a lot. You're you're in the because no one could stop you in the post. Yeah, so you're going nobody. So you're gonna have Kyrie kind of on the outside. And, oh yeah, and doing his thing, but then at times getting the ball into Luca. Yeah. to let him let him work on mismatches. Yeah, yeah just let him work on mismatches because you're gonna have to double, or he's just gonna dominate in the post. He's too crafty. He's too big. Too strong. Too quick. You're gonna have to double. And Kyrie, we know he could play off the ball. He played with LeBron James. 
So, you know, he, yeah. he he can play off the ball, and he's a good enough shooter outside on catch and shoots. He's good enough shooter, you know, off of closeouts, you know, one dribble pull-ups and stuff. Kyrie, he's elite when it comes offensively, but right. just the off-the-court stuff. Like, I just tell all the stuff about Ben Simmons. Like, Kyrie, Mark Cuban's probably shaking in his, you know, Louis Vuittons right now. Like, he's, it's one of those things. He's just somebody on Specs Tech. I said, Kyrie's a cancer. It's hard to argue that. Right. It, it yeah. is. Like three different places that he's been to, he's won an out at. Yeah, there's a lot of thoughts coming in, as you can imagine, on the Specs text line 337-3776 if you want to jump in that says it won't work. Luca and Kyrie, both ball-dominant players. Kyrie will get frustrated and leave. Someone <laughs> sa- someone says, I can't root for a team with Kyrie Irving, and then they threw in the thing, you know, the anti-Semitic oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, Some yeah, people, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Kyrie is a cancer in a locker room. Kyrie is a cancer in every locker room. I expect the same here. Uh, and then, what does this say? Does Dallas have a vacation mandate i I don't know i have no idea uh this says this one time we get a superstar to come on over it's Kyrie making myself be glass half full he needs a contract uh so uh says the and this one says mark cuban's out here doing his best jerry jones impersonation up in dallas but if but he you know he needs a contract and the key word on that sentence there superstar I don't think he's a superstar, but he's pretty damn close. Yeah, he is. There's only about maybe 10, if that. If you He's could, pretty damn close. Yeah, and this is the thing that I thought they had in Cleveland for that brief time. If you can get him locked into the idea of being a badass two until the one retires, and then he can become the one, he'd be one of the best we've ever seen. It's just like you said, that he's, his mindset won't allow it to happen. Heck, Kobe's mindset didn't allow that to happen exactly. That's not how Kobe probably thought of it back in the That's day. I, I, Kobe, had, yeah, you're right. Kobe did have that moment. He, he had a tough time trying to figure all that out, but yeah. eventually he did it. Yeah, Kobe yeah. was lucky that Shaq was kind of at the end. Like Kobe was around 23 with three rings. Shaq was around about to hit the 30s. Kobe was looking at the Bus family like, "What y'all gonna do? Yeah. Y'all gonna have to keep one of us." This guy ain't working on this game. He out here cheating. His wife about to start basketball wives soon. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> I'm out here. I, yeah, I know I have my issue, Colorado and stuff, but that only made me stronger on the court. So what y'all going to do? And that, that's Kobe. Kobe Bryant and Kyrie Irving, which him and Kobe were very close. I, he does have that. Like, you ain't Kobe, dog. You, you ain't. You, you just aren't. And you're right, Chad. If he just accepts that two role, like he didn't accept it with LeBron, so he had to go to Boston and show his stuff. But then he realized, oh, man, these Boston fans, they aren't too nice to me when things go wrong. Especially when, and no, they're, they're they, not. And they be they different. Those people are oh, different. Yeah, no, They're another... going to let you know. You, we yeah. all know the history with Boston folk. They're going to let you know in different ways. And we know Kyrie being the person he is, that's going to definitely rub him the wrong way. He's yeah. going to remember everything. Like he was flicking them off last year in the playoffs. You remember that? With, yep. But the, uh, uh, the Nets, he was flicking off them fans. Yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah. Because they were getting to him so much and all the history that they have there. So as. It's going to be an interesting three months, but what I will say, he's going to be on his best behavior. He knows he has a contract coming up. He has to be. He has to try to make it work. And Luca, Luca is going to have to try to make it work himself too. Luca knows he's the franchise, but you know, Luca wants to win, and all those temper tantrums, Luca and stuff, he be throwing. Uh, 
that energy might be going to Kyrie Irving now. Let us know what you think of this move. Uh, Real quick, before we transition to the Cowboys story, this is how crazy Kyrie Irving is. I forgot he was a Celtic. When you laid out the career, I totally forgot. Ain't that something? I just forgot. Ain't that something? (laughs) That's nuts. Uh, And he was there, what, 17 to 19, two seasons. What a waste that, of time. That's crazy. Uh, like, think so, about if he would have stayed. I, like, Jay, right? Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown Tatum. are so cold. And Jalen Brown, they were all there together. Jason Tatum. For those years. Jason Tatum's the best two-way shooting guard in the league. Yeah. In the league. Jay, like, Jalen Brown, I mean. Jason Tatum, on the other hand, might be MVP this year if Joker doesn't go 3P. And it would have been such an obvious opportunity for Kyrie to be the one. To be the one we're talking about. You want to move away from LeBron to be the one? Cool, here it is. It's wearing green. Are you ready? Because Jason Tatum, it's it's. I, th- I think those ages are laid out to where Tatum would be the two, and Jalen Brown is an incredible three in that situation. Well, I, see, that's the thing. I don't think Kyrie might be the three. I, okay, he, he might he might be the three in that situation. The way those guys been hooping. I, I don't. The way they developed, ego. yes. The I'm developed. saying like the way it was when he walked in the door. For sure, for sure. Right? Maybe yeah, 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 yeah. at least get that opportunity to try to show us you could be that that pop, ultimate one. His pop hooped at Boston U. Like, you know the market. You know what you're getting into when you went there. He knows the and fans. And that trade. You yeah. know those fans. You know how they going to be. But just mentally, he couldn't take it. Uh, this text says, I think Kyrie works out great on the court, but there's still a nagging risk. He tweets something that gets him banned from from the society. <laughs> yeah, there's always going to be some social media aspects. So Kyrie Irving, Mark Cuban, the Mavs, Luka, there's all kinds of drama waiting in Dallas. Uh, if you get your tickets, you're probably going to have to pay a little extra money for that. So Kyrie to Dallas, a huge story up in Big D. A little bit lesser story in Dallas. We want to make sure we get out there is the Cowboys' new OC. And if you had not followed this story, Jerry Jones has already told everybody at the Senior Bowl or wherever it was that that last time he spoke that Mike McCarthy's going to call plays. But now they have named an OC, and it is Brian Schottenheimer. He is now the new OC. If you wonder where they got him from, they got him from down the hall. Because last year, he was a consultant with the Dallas Cowboys. Say, Jerry, uh, Jerry just cannot help himself. It has to be in home. It, it has, has to be in house. It has to be a guy he knows. It has to be a guy that played for him. It has to be the guy that coached for him. Or in this case, it's a guy that was crushing film last year. And now they think Brian Schottenheimer has some kind of insight on Dak and the offense that can help out. Yeah, it's an interesting choice if you look at Schottenheimer's track record these last few years. It ain't good. Like, he was the. Passing coordinator for Urban Meyer last year with Trevor Lawrence oh. had that horrible season. That was the last place he was. That was yeah, that was the last place he was before okay. he started crushing film. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> yeah, enough. then he was with Seattle those last few years when Russell Wilson started declining, and he was the Colts coach or uh, quarterback coach for a little bit. So the name's big time. Oh, Marty Pops, oh, absolute yeah. legend. And listen to this, Chad. You know whose first job? Was the coach in the NFL for Marty? Hmm. Big Mike. Mike oh, McCarthy. Oh, is that right? Kansas City, 29 years old. He was on that staff. Oh, he's so a it's kind of one of those, mm-hmm. you know, pay it forward type yeah. things. And you talking to a kid that's lived off pay it forward, like whose pops is way more famous than him in this town and benefited off of that. Mm-hmm. 
that last name could go a long way. Oh, and sure. And we're seeing it with Brian here, whether he's qualified or not. We know Big Mike's going to be running the plays and stuff, so it's the pressure's not going to be on Schottenheimer. It's it's not. Say no. what you want. No. You know, it's going to be on Big Mike. He's calling the plays, and that was kind of the you know the dealing point for Kellen Moore. They told him like, look, we're going to have Big Mike call the plays now. You could stay if you want. And Kellen Moore had more pride and said. Hell no, nah. I'm going to yeah. go work with a better quarterback than y'all have here in Dallas and watch me thrive. Yeah. But again, Kellen Moore, remember what I said, you better rent. You better rent because Brandon Staley, yo, his seat hotter than a J-Lo sex tape. <laughs> you better rent. It's going to be a wild football team to watch. It is going to be wild. Yeah, if you want to make sure you're awake during NFL games, watch the Chargers. Get that new NFL Sunday ticket on your YouTube TV and watch nothing but Chargers games. You'll be wide awake for three and a half hours every week. I promise you. Yeah. That's going to be a weird team it's to gonna watch. It's going to be odd. It's yeah. going to be odd. But, yeah, this move, I mean – as long as Big Mike's calling the plays, it wouldn't have mattered to me whoever they got. I agree. Yeah, no, it's kind of an eh move to me. I'll hope that he's into some details. Maybe his dad passed along details that others didn't. But, yeah, he, he hasn't shown a big track record. At least he's a little more old school in that way. Um, now we'll just see, does it revert all the way back with McCarthy calling plays and Schottenheimer looking over things? Does Do the, do the Cowboys go all the way back the, the other way, where now it gets to be a little too old school? It gets to be a little too uh, you know basic and all that kind of stuff. Because we were getting on Kellen Moore about not being fancy enough at times, not being consistently fancy enough in a modern NFL. Is that what we're about to watch with Mike McCarthy calling plays? Is it going to still feel bogged down, basic sets, not running the ball enough at times? Or is it going to be maybe bashing your head against the wall, running the ball too much, not involving CeeDee Lamb enough? What are we going to see out of a Mike McCarthy offense with Dak Prescott running it? I guess we're going to find out. But I don't know that this Schottenheimer move adds that much to it. I'm with you. No, it doesn't. And, you know, for Big Mike – Dak Prescott ate Aaron Rodgers, dog. So them plays that you were calling that were making you look good, you had a four-time MVP running those plays. Let's keep that in mind. Now you're calling plays for a guy that led the league in interceptions with 17. So mm-hmm. the, the pressure goes seriously beyond. And you don't have a running back to go old school right now. Unless you, you're going to side Tony Pollard, okay, cool, but – are they gonna do that? that to me, how much is he gonna yeah. ask for? You can't go old school with him. I don't think I just still. You can't give that guy twenty eight carries a game. No, <laughs> twenty five. Whatever no. you're looking for, you've got to find a way to run the ball. You got to value your running game with Dak. But how they do that is is going to be critical to watch. Somebody texted Cowboys and Mavs. Huge circus clown emoji. <laughs> Great topical discussion for the show. Smiley face. Oh yeah, always gives us something to talk about. Uh, so there you go. Two big stories involving. Big D, and somehow Mark Cuban ended up with the bigger story. Well done, sir. Uh, Kyrie Irving to the Mavs ahead of the deadline. A huge story from over the weekend. Coming up in the crap bag, we'll talk Pro Bowl games. Of course, the Super Bowl is coming up this week. We'll be talking Eagles and Chiefs throughout the week and set up some of that for you coming up. But also, the right call segment is coming up. Texas basketball gets a huge road win at K-State, and then they hit the bus, and they're headed over to Kansas to try to do it again. Zay will break it all down for you next on The Horn. Well, now listen, people, let me tell you some news. 
I sang a song called the Crude Oil Blues. We're low on heat, on, we're low on gas. And I'm so cold, I'm about to freeze myself. We got the Crude Oil Blues. Gone to winter time, so getting cold to the bottom of my shoe. Well, my hands are shaking and my knees are weak. But it ain't because of love, it's from the lack of heat. I got the Crude Oil Blues. <laughs> All right, the crude oil blues. That's right. Is that what I heard? Uh, man. The only thing that pops in my head is Jerry Reed. Man. I get it? Half court. There it is. The snowman. That's, the, that's what it sounded like. The there snowman. Why'd they call him that? He was, uh, the, he's the truck driver in Smokey and the Bandit. Ah, so he was also did a little bit of a uh, little bit of singing. I don't know how how close to the top of the charts Jerry would have gotten with a couple of his songs, but he did the theme song "Eastbound and Down," loaded up and trucking. That's Jerry Reed. He has a couple others. I'd never heard this song, but it did sound like Jerry. So there you go. Shout out to the great Jerry Reed. And if you haven't seen Smokey and the Bandit, you really should. They used to call Young Jeezy the Snowman. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Because he used to sell cocaine. Ah, I see. Yeah. A little different. Yeah, a little different. Something a little different. Yeah, I used to sell snowman yeah. shirts. And I remember I bought one. My mom's like, why are you wearing the snowman shirt? It's not Christmas. And I was like, oh, it's just a cool shirt, Mom. To be fair, I don't know that they ever explained why they called the snowman the snowman in Smokey and the Bandit. I have no idea. Now that I think about it, I don't know that they ever fully explained that. But it is a great movie. Go check it out from whatever that is, late 70s, if not early 80s. Maybe it's like 80, 79, 80, somewhere in there. Uh, So Jerry Reed gets us started today. It is uh, not only crazy times in Dallas with Kyrie coming to the Mavs, Cowboys naming an OC. Uh, We've also got, of course, the Super Bowl coming up with the Eagles and the Chiefs. We want to remind you, the Horns' big game coverage is brought to you by Texas truck and trailer oh they're excited about the chiefs over at texas truck and trailer we may even be talking to our guy i believe it's terry is his name shout out to the texas truck and trailer folks they are big chiefs fans so i am all about that this week i'm about anybody who's rooting for the chiefs and Mahomes and not rooting for the eagles uh, if you need to check out texas truck and trailer 512-528-6038 We'll be talking Super Bowl throughout the week. Uh, our man Super Bowl, Stu, is in Arizona. I heard him on with B&E this morning. Stu's out there. Going to get interviews that we'll put online at hornfm.com, but he's also trying to set up interviews for the different shows. And Zay, we may luck out this week because it's Arizona, and they're an hour back of us. So by the time it gets to our time, it's 11 a.m. in Arizona. So there may be a little bit for Light the Tower, I'm hoping. Uh, Bucky and Aaron may be... It may be tough. Yeah. Because they finish at 9 o'clock local time in Arizona. I don't know that people are getting up and getting to Radio Row by then. We will hope they will. But right now, we've already told you, possibility of Earl Campbell and Tony Dorsett at, at the same time on Thursday. Just running back royalty. Oh, my God. 12-15 on Thursday. That's what we're hoping for. And then today, Super Bowl Stew lets me know that we may get to talk to Rondi Barber. Come on now. One of the most underrated corners of all time. I am so excited uh, as not only a fan of football in general, but yes, I am a Bucks fan and a Cowboys fan. So Rondé Barber and that big-time defense in 03, I guess the 02 season, 03 Super Bowl, uh, one of my favorites ever. And now 
all three cogs, the three most important cogs, I believe, are in the Hall of Fame now, aren't they? Sap, Lynch, and Barber, I think, are all in. I don't know if Rondé's in. Or maybe Rondé. Or maybe Rondé. I know Lynch is in. Maybe Rondé's a finalist now. Yeah. We'll, we'll, dub- we'll double check that. We'll certainly double check it before we talk to him. So Rondé, congratulations. <laughs> I'm not in, man. What are you? What are you talking about? Um, but I think he may be on. I think he's on the list this year. I think he's on that finalist list. I think so too. And he's going to find out right. this year. So I'm really hoping. It's a tough list. Oh, I hope this is his year though. That'd be so cool to uh, so cool to see. Uh, so hopefully that's coming later in the week. Right now though, let's get to what's coming tonight at Allen Fieldhouse. The Longhorns travel to Kansas after what they did over the weekend. Uh, let's get the right call segment. Zay, lots of Longhorn basketball to talk about. They look good on Saturday. That's. That's right, Chad. The Right Call segment's brought to you by Syntex Tickets. You hear Bucky Gobble on these airways all the time. Hey, Shelby, get them to me. Get them to me quick. Go to SyntexTickets.com for your concert, theater, stand-up, and sports tickets. Find it all at SyntexTickets.com. Yeah, Chad. And did we see Christian Bishop in Manhattan, or was that a Fab Five version of Juwan Howard? Oh, there you go. Did we see Christian Bishop in Manhattan on Saturday, or was that Brad Daugherty playing for the Cavs? <laughs> I'm trying to think of other light-skinned beige brothers that played in the post, but it's, it's got a little fuzzy right now. But my man Christian Bishop, 14 points, 6 rebounds, all in the second half. I said on Twitter, should have got the game ball. He was terrific, and what a game. Just, just what a game. That first half was awful. 11 turnovers. It seemed like nobody could get anything working. There was a couple of possessions where Christian Bishop smoked two easy layups. Just completely smoked them. I'm like, good. Oh. Almost threw my phone. Bunny. Bunny. A couple of possessions later, Serge Jabari Rice smokes two of his own. Yep. It's like, come on, fellas. Y'all got to give me something. Like, y'all are getting good looks. They were getting good looks. Brock Cunningham, he hit a couple of shots early in that first half, and it's just... Kansas State, they were putting it on them. And Keontae Johnson, him getting in foul trouble, that was a big deal because he couldn't be as aggressive as he wanted to be. And Timmy Allen, you know, I, I don't, you know, people aren't going to remember the big game he had. You know, he only had eight points in 31 minutes, four assists, three rebounds. Him chirping with Keontae Johnson all game, that was huge. That was huge. That's taking your leader out the game. Yeah, Keontae Johnson had 16, was their leading scorer, but when your team is struggling in the second half, they need their leader to tell everybody, hey, bring everybody together. Yo, guys, we got to relax. We got to get back to the basics. Let Mm -hmm. me get the ball in my sweet spots. Marquise, you got to quit turning the ball over. Marquise Noel had uh, uh, 10 points. I'm sorry, he had 10, 10 points. Six assists or three assists. He had like six turnovers. Six turnovers. Huge. Yeah. yeah. So if you're Keontae Johnson, yo, Marquise, slow down. But you can't be doing that when you're chirping with Timmy Allen the whole game. They're out here just talking. Every time Keontae Johnson does something, him and Timmy Allen going back and forth. While Timmy Allen, eh, the horns, they're thriving off that stuff. Like Christian Bishop, when he's finishing those layups, he's fist-pumping, beating his chest, this and that, the bench going crazy, Coach Terry going crazy. And remember, Chad, that Iowa State game, Caleb Grill did that dirty stuff. I'm going to keep bringing yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. He did that dirty stuff, undercut Dylan Mitchell. I said, Coach Terry, you got to get a tech in that, that situation. You got to lose it. Uh-huh. There was a moment in that game where Keontae Johnson 
which he already had three fouls. Marcus Carr was running along, just moving along with the offense, playing D. He just, Keontae Johnson just takes him out right in front of the Texas bench, right in front of the Texas bench. Coach Terry loses it. Coach Terry, what you doing this and that again after him? The ref had to chill, chill him out. Right. The ref had to say, Coach, chill. But that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Right. That's what you got to do. Because that place had 11,000 packed in there, and they were going crazy. They were going crazy. Yeah. And Serge Jabari Rice, man, those free throws that he hit, Marcus Carr in the, in the first half to end the half, Marcus Carr misses a shot. Brock Cunningham, Brian Brock Cunningham, tips it out, Serge Jabari Rice. The signature pump fake comes through again. It was a 14-point game at that point. He got him off the feet. Gets fouled, goes to the free throw line, makes all three. It's an 11-point game. After that, the Horns come back. They make their first six shots in the second half. 17-4 run, just like that. Just like that. Serge, uh, uh, Tyrese Hunter hit a huge three in the corner off a of Timmy Allen block on Keontae Johnson. Go back to him not being aggressive. He didn't want, You can't go through Timmy Allen now, Keontae Johnson. You're about 6'7", uh, 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 240. You can't go through Timmy Allen now. You got three fouls. So everything you think, every time you drive, you're thinking about that. And Timmy Allen's really good about sliding in front of guys and taking that charge. He took one in Manhattan on Saturday uh, uh, to start one of those runs that the Horns had. So, man, this team, so much heart, so much pride. Coming back from TCU, down 18 points. Coming back from t- uh, Texas Tech, down 12 points. And then coming back from 14 against Kansas State. Just everybody was solid at different points of the game and Christian Bishop that's why I said earlier like look like Juwan Howard Fab Five just going to work and then that finish that he had to put the horns up one with about 37 seconds left like go to the right spin back to the right shoulder to that dominant shoulder because you're left-handed but finish with the right hand that was such a skilled move Oh, that was so skilled. That's Kevin McHale somewhere saying bravo, standing up, giving mm-hmm. the standing ovation. Like that's that's what you want to see from a six seven undersized big that Christian Bishop is, and he hasn't been playing well. He hasn't. I've told you all last week, him getting the foul trouble has been a serious problem. But the horns are so deep that. They just find somebody else each game. Brock Cunningham had his game against Oklahoma State. Dylan DeSue had a really good game against Tech. Serge Barry Rice has been big all year long. And Tyrese mm-hmm. Hunter, he's finally starting to come along with his Ooh, defense. Hunter had a nice move late to oh, the cut was, to the basket. Oh, that was so nice. Ooh, that was nice. Yeah, they were taking advantage of my man Kunta. I don't know old boy's name. I was the, the dark-skinned brother, uh, 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 uh Iola, number 23, about 30 years old. I just kept calling him Kunta. They were taking advantage of him. Tyrese Hunter slipped through that lane, took only one dribble. He had one dribble at the three-point line and somehow got to the rim. It was unbelievable. And then just the D on Marquise Noel all game. Because he took that matchup personal. Oh, boy, had 36 on you. I know you had your 29, but he had 36 on you. That can't happen. You're supposed to be a defensive stopper. That can't happen. So challenge, challenge them. That's what Coach Terry does. He challenges these guys. All the coaches staff, Chappelle, uh, uh, Donald Wall, they all challenging these guys. And these guys being just so mature, all of them 24, 23 years old, you know, they, they have so much to play for. They play so hard, not just for Coach Terry, but for the front of the jersey. And it, it's fun to watch. And you're very prideful and proud of these uh, these guys for 
this tough-ass road schedule that they have, this tough-ass four-game schedule that you've been talking about. Yeah, they, you know, crapped the bed a little bit against Tennessee, but to come back and beat Baylor, then beat a really good Kansas State team and come back like they did, they have another opportunity tonight to beat a good Kansas team that's going to give them everything. Yeah. Like they got embarrassed at Hilton Coliseum. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, both teams, these teams come in very different tonight. So the Longhorns get no worse than a split of those four games. Now they can go for that 3-1. and one. It'd be a hell of a statement. If they can stay in first place, get the win tonight. So considering what happened to Kansas and the fact that Iowa State took them out at Hilton. So we've seen them get blown out at home this year. That was TCU that did it to them, right? Yes. And now we've seen them get we've seen them get blown out on the road. Now Texas goes in there on a bit of a high. What do you want to see tonight from Texas uh to to finish this thing off three and one with this four game stretch? I mean we know they're going to fight for 40 minutes, so you don't got to worry about that. It's just about Coach Terry, which he's done a good job at, mixing and matching and seeing who's hot and seeing who should be finishing games because mm-hmm. it could be anybody. Anybody could finish those games. We know most likely it's going to be the three guards, Rice, Hunter, and Carr, but from the bigs, you know, you just never know. You like Timmy Allen out there for show, but as far as the Sioux, uh, Dylan Mitchell, he played well and had some really nice fast break passes slash uh, uh, fast break layups in that game against Kansas State. You know, Jalen Wilson, he'll probably be Big 12 player of the year for Kansas, but mm-hmm. everybody else, they're manageable. Would like, you- Grady Dick's a first-round pick, but he's a freshman. He's going through a freshman slump right now. Dejon Harris, he's so inconsistent. You cannot let him get going. Tyrese Hunter, you cannot let Dejon Harris get going. They're a completely different team if Dejon Harris gets over double figures. If he doesn't, then they struggle as a whole. K.J. Adams, the Westlake alum, he's going to be scrappy, and it's going to be a fun little Austin battle with him and Dylan Vasseur because they go back playing against each other. It's uh, you know, I, I'm excited for tonight on the Horns. Got oh, a yeah. huge opportunity to play against another top ten team to get another quad one win to help their case when they're trying to get the number one seed. Clearly, from halftime on, the Longhorns can be really, really tough to deal with. Based on what you just saw from Bishop, would you start him tonight? No. Okay. Keep it saying. Leave everything the same. Leave it same. Okay. Leave everything the same. Like you know, uh, and I'm I've been the first one to say maybe they should make an adjustment with you know Tyrese Hunter. I not no more. Keep it. Don't mess with what's cooking. Yeah. Here's all I know right now. If somebody walked up to me and said, Chad, we're going to take your car unless someone you choose to hit a free throw hits a free throw. I'm sending Jabari Rice to the line. Oh, yeah. That guy late in the game when he needs it, boom, all net. He's it's of, scary good. Uh, in, in a building like that that's packed to the gills with people in purple that hate his guts. And he just stepped up and nailed them all. It's sad that we only get one year of him. It's so sad that we only get one year of him because he plays the game the right way. He plays hard. You know who he reminds me of, Chad? Mm. Drew Holiday. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. He, he reminds yeah, me of just, like just the composure and the maturity. Nothing rattles him. You know, he's just tough. He at, at the end of the game, he played good D on Keontae Johnson and forced just some bad shots when Kansas State, they went on a tough, like, five-minute stretch where they didn't score at all. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a huge stretch for the Horns defensively. And Serge Jabari Rice, he's a big part of it. So, yeah, man, you're right, Jess. He's icing his veins. He knocks down free throws. And now that pump fake is even more deadly because he's starting to hit outside shots. He hit two back-to-back threes, yep. huge threes in that second half. Woo! And if he's going to continue to make shots from yeah. the outside, you're going to bottom the pump fake no matter what. 
That one that rattled in that made it like 56-50. That's one of the biggest shots of the game. That thing was silly. Uh, one other quick number, assist to turnover. Texas was minus one on the road. K-State was minus eight at home. That's big time uh, by the end for Texas. So Longhorns put up another hell of a fight. Can they do it again tonight? Eight o'clock tip. 7.30 pregame, Texas at Kansas, right here on the Horn, and that is the Right Call segment. We bring it to you every time the Longhorns are about to play, every game day at 12.30 for you, right here on Chad and Zay. Coming up at 1.05, it's Joe Cook from Inside Texas. More Longhorn basketball talk with him, plus his thoughts on Kyrie Irving to Dallas. Up next, though, in the crap bag, how about the thoughts on the Pro Bowl games? Did you watch? Did you like the Mannings? Did you like what they came up with? Or is it still something that we should get rid of? We'll talk about it on the horn. Man's got pipes. All right. What's the song called, Zay? Love's a bitch. (laughs) Oh, wow. A lot of people nodding right now as they're driving around. Okay. Yeah, with Valentine's Day coming up, this is appropriate. Yeah, no, it's very, very good. Love's a bitch. Love's a bitch. Yeah, I thought it was somebody else when it started. Clearly not them. Um. That's too smooth to be Jackal, but I'll say Jackal. That's a group? It is a group, but it's too smooth. Nah. Tora Tora. Okay. A little little older than that. Yeah, I was never super into Tora Tora, so my apologies to the Tora Tora fans out there. Didn't realize it was a Tora Tora song. That before your metal time? Not before, just a little different. Just a little different side of it. That was a Tora Tora was a little bit of like a derivative of the stuff I was listening to. And sometimes when the derivative happens, you go with them, and sometimes you don't. Tora Tora was just a band that I I noted they were there, but I didn't go with them. I didn't follow, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Like you don't you just don't follow everything that's happening. How do you not follow? I'm looking at the album cover right now and it's a plane with a naked woman that has just a towel, like the towel's like I, slipping off her body. See, I didn't see that. I, if I'd seen it, I would have I, I would have followed. Well, you got a year on that? Because that could help explain Ooh. it. If you I a, do not. Yeah, if you had a year, it might see we're probably late '80s, early '90s, and there was maybe some some distractions going on there. Tora Tora and Jerry. 1989. You're right. 89. Okay. Tora Tora and Jerry Reed got us started today. Believe it or not, uh, it is Chad and Zay on this Monday as we uh, head towards the Super Bowl, as we head towards Texas at Kansas uh, tonight. We got Joe Cook of Inside Texas coming up at 105. His thoughts on the game tonight, uh, the game in Manhattan, obviously with a big comeback win. Uh, We'll get his prediction on the Super Bowl and what does he think of Kyrie to Dallas. Uh, Plus some recruiting notes as we close off the 2023 class but there's still a couple stories out there that a lot of Longhorn fans are following. Right now though, let's hit a little more NFL, the silly side of it in the crap bag. What'd you think of the Pro Bowl? Here we go. Chad's Crap Bag. Crap Bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, 
Just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. I did check out the Pro Bowl games, and before my opinion comes into it, or Zay's does, I think the players' thoughts on it does matter. I like when the Home Run Derby and Slam Dunk Contest produce like grown men becoming children, and they get really excited. And Zay, they did. So if nothing else, even if somebody told me, oh, I hated this idea, it was stupid, it seemed like the, t- the guys were into it. So that drew me towards it because it seemed like they cared. Right. So I like that. Did you watch and did you like it? I did watch. I did like it. I thought Pat McAvee and Kerb Herbstreet were terrific. I thought Peyton Manning and Eli and then Ray Lewis and Demarcus Ware on the other side. I thought they were good, too. And like you said, the guys, they had fun and they played hard. They were It was competitive. And, you mm-hmm. know, I... I ref flag football once upon a time. Is that right? Yeah, so I get all the rules, and it could be fun. Like, I remember going to Craig Field and refing in those leagues and seeing guys like Ricky Williams and Lima Sweet and Mike Griffin out there at random times and stuff. So those guys, they love to get out there and just play the game, especially when they know they're not going to get injured from it. So, yeah, I, I thought it was a smart move for the NFL, especially when we know what all could happen. And these guys are just too valuable to keep playing the way the Pro Bowl used yeah. to be. So, yeah, I, I like it moving forward. And, yeah, it was a fun weekend. Having it in Vegas, that's smart, too. So I'm excited that you used to be an official. Now you can help me on this. At the end of the game, is Eli allowed to do that? Are you allowed to just take a knee? Because they said a rule was if you're inside the five, you can't run the ball. Is taking a knee in flag football see, considered a run? Or can you do it? See, that's a little much. I'd think it was considered a run, but everybody it, has different rules. So you'd have made remember. Him, would you have made him throw, kept throwing into the end zone then? You would have made him throw it some way? Yeah. It okay. was overthrow, like throw it out of bounds. Yeah. Uh, that was a little bit of, I guess, confusion at the end. The fact that Peyton got so mad, that was odd. I dug that. I like that. I like the competitiveness. <laughs> it's insane. He was fired up. Uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought, uh, I mean, there's some, you know, I would have some some notes for them. Um, we talked about the no water balloons. They probably need to take that one out. Yeah. I didn't think that did yeah, much. Yeah, be done with that. More quarterbacks. That quarterback uh, skills competition was good. Give us a little bit more of that. And uh, the whole kick-tack-toe thing was all right, Mm. but they didn't quite land that one like I wanted them to. Like, you need to make that about kickers. You got Justin Tucker there. Let him show off a little bit. And ultimately, like, there was a moment there where they said a ball hit a spot, and then you could see that it didn't really hit that spot. So they need to maybe tweak that up. But the number one thing that this old man would bring up is, I know Madden's popular. I get that. But we have all agreed in 2023 that the angle you shoot a football game from is down the 50-yard line. That's the angle. Stop giving me the Madden angle on every single down. The first version of the XFL showed us that's not how you do it. That's a secondary angle. It can help. It can help show on a replay how a quarterback saw something. But, Zay, that annoyed me to the point where I actually fast-forwarded through some of it because I hate that angle. I can't do that on every single play. It doesn't show me enough. That's There's like six people on the field. That bugged me. I don't, There's like 12 people on the field. You mean you can't see enough? You, you thought that angle was good for what they were doing? For what they were doing, yes. Would I like to see it in the actual game? Like if the Super Bowl was coming up and we were doing that, I would not be happy. That. But for the flag football game, Man, that's fine. Yeah, that, that, bu- that one bugged me a little bit. But hey, if everybody <laughs> loved it, 
If everybody loved it, that's cool. I'll be the old man that maybe didn't. Like the, like the Stephon Diggs non-touchdown where his feet didn't get in. You couldn't see it really good at all due to the bad camera. You could not see that. You could that's not true. see nothing. So then once they show the replay and we just realize, and I agreed with the announcers, it's like, nah, let's move on. It's the Pro Bowl games. Let's not really go back and take that away. That All that stuff I agree with. It's just that, we've again, we've all agreed to it, and we all, you know, I, even I did, but even me as an XFL fan in 2001, I agreed they used it too much. <laughs> the XFL kind of invented that camera angle. And then used it too much, and we all said, okay, we'll use that secondarily, not as the primary shot. They went primary on the Madden shot, and their secondary was like, I don't even know where that one was. It was like low, off to the left, back corner of the end zone. It's like, could you get me further away from Trevor Lawrence right now? I can barely see him. What are we doing? Sorry, that's the only thing. That's the only thing I got. Overall, I was entertained. Uh, the whole like rip the weights off the wall and pull the wall. I was into that. Yeah, that was cool. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Multiple flag games and then start that last game with the cumulative score. It all made sense to me. Plus, I'm an NFC guy, so I'm always glad when the NFC wins. That stuff kind of matters to me as an old with an old school mindset. So the only issue they had injury wise was Miles Garrett. Mm. in that over, under, up the wall, and under the thing. And as they were doing that, I thought, ooh, this one could hurt somebody. Only an Aggie would get hurt at the Pro Bowl event. How dare you? (laughs) They were making him climb a wall and then go up under. Nobody else got hurt. Come on, man. And he's running against Burns? Burns is a freak of nature. Miles Garrett's probably asking questions like, how do you do this? How's this go? Miles, we've already went over it like four times already. Come on, man. Come Come on. on. Apparently, it was some kind of dislocated toe. Mm. Toe issue for Miles Garrett mm. in the Pro Bowl games. Let us know what you thought of it. 337 3776 is your specs text line. And we do the crap bag every day about 1245. Up next, it is Joe Cook of Inside Texas on 3.com. He's at Joseph Cook 89 on Twitter. He's got thoughts on Texas basketball, the Super Bowl, and more. Stay with us. We've also got a flex segment for you at 1.30. Some recent scheduled uh, boys and girls basketball games. We'll tell you where you can find the full list coming up on the horn.